Lisa likes the window seat at night, the lights below that tell her she's nearly home. Then there's the lights she can't see, the runway lights we power to bring her plane safely into land. And because at Energia we also power all of Ireland's streetlights, Lisa's taxi home is that bit safer too. And no prizes for guessing who powers her house. Welcome home, Lisa. Energia, the power behind your power. Christian here. You guys want an unfair advantage to be able to dominate your fantasy football league? Look no further and download SquadQL. SquadQL is the only mobile app that you need to actually crush your friends and your rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for you each and every week based on your starters, the bench players, and what's available in the free agent pool. You can ask yourself, you know, how exactly does SquadQL work and do this? Well, their app connects directly with Yahoo, ESPN, CBS Leagues, and it pulls in your actual roster and your league scoring system and provides, you know, things like waiver and trade recommendations. Plus, it gives you player rankings each and every week. It's all based on your own league settings, and SquadQL truly is your go-to app this fantasy football season. So what you need to do is head on over to SquadQL.com, download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy football manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, which is the leading daily fantasy lineup optimizer trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free from both the Apple and Android app stores. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat, nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy. Football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Sup Girl of Fantasy Football Podcast. My name's Christian Brito. Hopefully, we don't have to explain that joke because it's uh. A little bit inside and I think self-explanatory, but uh, I want to go ahead and introduce my uh, lovely co-host here, Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up, man? What's up, girl? What's up? What's up, guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's a little too inside. I don't know if we should open that way, but it is a reference to our long weekend in Las Vegas with Draft Party USA over at their event. We did a live uh, live broadcast from... That part of you guys can see it in the episode before this one if you're trying to get caught up to podcasts. It was a good one that we uh, did our flag plant episode. Anyways, um, yeah, we uh, thank everybody uh, for, for joining us, everybody who did join us in Las Vegas. I had a good time with our writers and uh, my cousin. It was good. Anyways, speaking of which, chat, joining us we now have is writer. one of our writers and a host on our spinoff pod, the ESF Daily and DFS and Dynasty Pod. I always get that backwards, right? Is it DFS and Dynasty or Dynasty and DFS? It was DFS and Dynasty. Oh, I said it right the first time. It was, even, it was even better that you were saying DSF. That was a whole new thing that maybe all the <laughs> fantasy football people out there in the world don't know anything about. Yeah, that's uh, that's Dick Sleep Fantasy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Steven, how you doing, man? Good, man. How you guys doing? Uh, glad to see you guys. Made it back live from Sims from Sin City. Yes. There, you know, barely. You know, always said, you know, last time I I was recording, it was with John, and he said he was going there to make a bunch of poor choices. So, you know, all of you guys got together. I figured there was plenty of poor choices made. So glad to hear your voices and everybody's a lot, okay. A lot, but we can't talk. A lot about of bad them. decisions. A lot of bad decisions. I like it. Well, what else uh, are you gonna do there? Yeah. If you want more inside information, uh, join us next year. I'm on tequila we'll withdrawal. That's is that a thing? Uh, it hey, is as now. I said before, nobody likes a quitter. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, you just fall asleep, though. <laughs> Anyways, for uh, for those of you just joining us, 
for the first time, for the, if you just downloaded us, if you just typed in, you know, iTunes or on wherever you get podcasts, if you just typed in fantasy football, chances are you came across our podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to download it and uh, listen to us. Um, so, Christian, for those of you who are brand new to Eat Sleep Fantasy, what are they going to expect from now moving forward? Well, now moving forward is when we really get serious, right? We're going to ramp it up. We're going to go even more times every week, okay? I think you got three episodes last week. You're going to get another three this week. And then we'll see in season. In season, we go about four times a week, guys. So that's coming up in about two weeks. Um, but we're like, we're like newlyweds four times a week. That being said, we might bring in the information. Today might be a little heavy, meaty episode. So it's perfect for me, the big poodle. But uh, we're also going to bring some fun with it. Honestly, for those of you that are listening for the first time, there's going to be fantasy football with a twist, you know, a hint of lime fantasy. Um, It's a little different. We're going to have fun with it, and we're going to make sure that you guys have fun with your fantasy seasons too. Yep, yep, definitely. Uh, Today we are going to go through some injury concerns. Uh, Some are absolutely concerning. Some aren't so concerning. Uh, but uh, we will be saying concern a lot in this episode. That's a concern. concern. Christian. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, I, hold on. I'm just going to pull up a thesaurus, so maybe we can use, use a different word for that. <clears throat> Whatever the best concern. word for concern, that's what we're naming our episode. So tell me what concern is. Okay. On the other side of things, Christian finally met my mom in person, which was awkward. <laughs> um, <laughs> I tried what do you mean, finally? <laughs> Because you've been talking about her for months. Yeah. Years, probably. I um, met your so. mom with you in the room, is what you mean. Yeah. Okay. That's a little too much. Okay. That's what she said. So right. that was the awkward point, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so what's a She what's was af- word laughing at an awful lot of dick jokes. Just want to throw that out there. It. She would no, she appreciate it. this pod. No. She oh wouldn't. God. Really? Anyway. Does she appreciate so it? I mean, so we saw Carrot Top in Vegas. How was that? Uh-huh. It was all right. It was a lot of dildos. Um, and she appreciated awesome. those jokes. So. Me stop. It was an awful large amount of dildos, though. Yeah, yeah. It gets laughs every time. Also, a lot of But large. at some point, like, I mean, were they how vi- many? Did they vary in well, size? Yes. Yeah. Most of them were just really big. Yeah. But there was a lot of them, man. Like, at some point, yeah. how often are, is he buying dildos for props? Yeah. He probably has, like, a, like a collection. Like a storage room. Like, yeah. everything, yeah. he's just put a, all of them together for one picture, and he's got, like, yeah. mm-hmm. 20 pictures. 20 like it, it, like it looks like a gun case. He, could, he probably has his up. own. Like, he could probably have his own sex shop if they weren't all used. Hey, everybody has their own thing, man. Gallagher uses watermelons. Carrot Top uses dildos. I mean, everybody's got their that's niche, true. right? Yeah, that's true. we use hot dogs. See? Yep. Case in point. All right, let's get right into the injury concerns because that's what everybody's here for, to listen to who, uh, who you should be worried about and who you should be concerned, whatever, however you want to say it. Um, but, Brito, we have something very interesting. For those, and, and again, for all the new people that are around, we haven't used the natural disaster scale oh, in a long time. Oh, natural disaster. The We have a name for it, Dale. It's the Eat What's Sleep the Fantasy Disaster and Worry Scale. That's actually what you named it last season. Funny enough, yep. we're talking about injury concerns. Synonym for concern, worry. There you go. Bringing it, bringing it full circle. Scale. Full circle. Full circle. All right. So basically what we have here, Christian, and just in case, and especially for our new listeners and for people who may have forgotten, the Eastleigh Fantasy Disaster Worry Scale is basically a scale 1 to 10 uh, based on natural disasters. So, for instance, a sinkhole, and I don't mean to offend anybody because I know we have in the past, a sinkhole is number one, the least worry Wait, how, because they're really slow. Who did we offend in the past? Uh, I don't know. Somebody said their no, family. Nobody was has affected. been affected by a sinkhole ever. <laughs> that was just okay. to get a uh, a rise out of me. Is that the word? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think it's no uh, one sinkhole in, in our audience has ever actually be a, been affected by a sinkhole. That's the point. Okay. That's why it's a one on the scale. Like it's the least worry you can have about an actual injury. 
Anything else is a sure. zero, right? You're, there's no injury. But if you have like a very minor injury, sinkhole. Okay. Right? You roll your ankle and you're going to be ready in a week, sinkhole. Uh, I'll just name them really quick. From uh, least worry to most worry, it starts with sinkhole, then blizzard, then volcano, wildfire, tornado, avalanche, flood, earthquake. Number nine is hurricane. And number 10, which would be the most worrisome, is a tsunami. Yeah. We put a lot of thought into this, boys and girls, so don't at us telling us a hurricane is not as bad as an earthquake because... Um, because you've never lived we, through a hurricane, okay? Right. That's, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We're thinking magnitude of effect. You know, how many people it affects, how many people it hurts. A tsunami's the, scary. The, the damage, it, it, you know, how likely yeah. you are to escape. You know, because hurricane, right, you could probably escape a hurricane in time, right? You get a warning, but it creates a lot of devastation. Tsunami... Right, and not only does it create a lot of devastation, you probably gonna die. So that's what's gonna happen if you draft you know, Jordan Reed. Right. So. Wildfires are n- number four. They are bad, but you can outrun a wildfire most of the yeah. time. But they're bad. All right, yeah, they're they are bad. Yeah. Sinkhole. It's a sinkhole. <laughs> You're just stuck on sinkhole, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're gonna play a little game here. Let's start off, uh, you know, our guest of honor here can, can kick it off for us. Deshaun Watson last year tore his ACL. He's back playing, looking good. Uh, Steven, what would you give Deshaun Watson on the disaster and worry scale? I would say say Cole. I mean, I'm not yeah. worried about him at all. At least I've seen enough from yeah. him that I think he's going to come back and just go right into what he was doing. Probably not the type of production he was putting up before he got injured, but... I think he's healthy enough to go. Yep. All right. There you go. Deshaun Watson's a sinkhole. Uh, next quarterback, Carson Wentz, also an ACL uh, injury. Uh, he hasn't been cleared for contact yet. Now, this definitely not a sinkhole. Right. Uh, I'll go to I'll go to Christian for this. So last year we had Andrew Luck somewhere between an earthquake and a hurricane. Right. Mm-hmm. Eight or nine. He ended up missing the whole season. Right. I yep. wouldn't put. I wouldn't put Wentz quite there, but this is kind of reminding me of that same type of situation where it's like, when is he going to be ready? Now, it's not his shoulder. It's his knee. He will be ready, but I'm starting to worry more and more that he's legitimately going to miss time. Right now, Mm -hmm. put in this at like a wildfire, man. A wildfire, which is like a four on the scale. I'm worried a little bit. uh, They don't really have a reason to rush him back, though. With foals. Yeah, I have some I mean? apprehension. Well, that, and, and that's the whole thing, Stephen. They don't have to rush him back. And so that's why I'm bumping him up from, like, a wildfire to maybe a tornado or an avalanche from, like, a four to, like, a five and a half or so. Um, just because they don't have to bring him back. And if he misses a couple games, foals will be just fine. And, you know, that's the problem. Yeah, they don't feel like you got to rush him back. So you draft yeah. in a guy that as a top six or seven quarterback and you're probably going to miss some games. That's a, that's at least a wildfire. You're playing, you're playing with fire. Is that what you're saying? Good joke. I've seen him go Um, later later rounds and redraft leagues a lot, somewhere between like eight to to 11 round area. Okay. Is he going to where he should be? Eight to 11. If he, if he was healthy, no way. (laughs) But where he's at right now, I don't know. It, it depends. Roster construction, right? Well, yeah. He's been his ADP's been dropping according to some of these concerns, and that's fair, right? It's yep. it's. Mm-hmm. But even then, um, right now ADP quarterback seven off the board. He's still going ahead of Kirk Cousins, Andrew Luck, Matthew Stafford, um, and probably shouldn't. I don't understand right. why Kirk Cousins is, is where he's at as ADP. I just don't understand it. So, and I mean, he's almost at the same ADP Carson Wentz right now as Drew Brees. So, um, you're talking about a guy who, it depends on the site, he's ahead of guys, you know, he, even on some sites he's ahead of Cam Newton, on some sites he's ahead of Drew Brees. Um, so, I, I would not do that with Carson Wentz. All the talent in the world, um, he's we've seen him at his best, but you're just probably going to miss some time, and I don't want to spend that on a top 10. Like if I'm going to put my investment on a top, you know, eight or so quarterback, it's not going to be Carson Wentz. Agree. All right. Uh, last year we had Andrew Luck 
as an earth, like you mentioned, or as an earthquake slash hurricane. Um, and we're right. So if you listen to the disaster and warrior scale last year, hopefully you avoided him because he didn't play. Uh, this year it seems like he's good to go. Right. Um, but the word seems. Right. Um, but that, you know, is what it is. That scale is all the way down to like blizzard, almost sinkhole. Right. Okay. Like that's like a one or two. That's a one right. or two. Like I feel pretty confident Andrew Luck is going to be fully healthy. Now he didn't look great in preseason game two. Um, and and he's still kind of getting back into the flow of things, but seems to be himself for the most part, seems healthy. I think he'll get back into the flow and the stride of throwing an actual football because <laughs> it took him yeah. quite a while to get there, and, and I'm pretty confident Andrew Luck will have a good season. Yeah, he... This this uh, this preseason, he's a, about 63% completion percentage with over 200 yards. He has looked good, but one of the biggest things that I've seen and that I've – you know, been reading too is that he just doesn't have, he's not firing the ball the way they normally would, you know, that so-called fastball uh, for quarterbacks there. So it, I hope that kind of develops more uh, throughout the year because, you know, that's what a lot of those guys, when they're threading needles like that, they depend on that. I mean, he's accurate. He's a good deep ball thrower, but if he doesn't have that so-called fastball, it'd be interesting to see, how that impacts with that receiving core that they have because they don't really have all that much outside of T.Y. Hilton. Right, right. All right. Um, so that does it for the quarterbacks. That was fast. Now let's get to the running backs. Now. That was fast. I'm telling now you. Now let's get into <laughs> a ton of players that we need to cover in a very little <laughs> bit of time. Let's go. All right. Rapid fire. Uh, all right. Let's go. Rapid fire. Uh, I'll go Steve, then Brito, Steve, Brito, Steve, Brito. Uh, right now, we have Dalvin Cook coming back from uh, ACL surgery. We haven't seen a lot of him in the preseason. Uh, I don't know. I would say he's probably Volcano Wildfire. What? Reason why I put him there, though, I don't think it's so much his injury. It's Shocking. just that there's a lot of miles to feed there, and it's oh, okay. very hard to see or very hard to tell. So how your much worry Latavius scale is Mur- more about the role coming back right. than the and injury itself. how much itself. Latavius Murray is gotcha. going to impact him in the red zone. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. No, we, we, only, we only saw two two carries for Dalvin Cook this preseason. Latavius Murray has been pretty busy. For me, looking at it, I'm just going to talk about the injury itself. What Do we have something that's less than a sinkhole? Nothing? It's a sinkhole. It's nothing. I'm not worried about his injury. I think sure. they are going to limit him a little bit, but... I think the plan was always to incorporate someone else with him. Like we saw McKinnon get some carries with him last year before, and we'll see uh, Murray do the same thing this year. Um, Dalvin Cook will get 55% of the carries. I don't think the plan was ever to do more than that, and he'll be very effective with it, and he'll be just fine. Yeah, uh, we're not going to see 25 touches from Dalvin Cook. That was never no. that was never in the cards, no, of I course. So. I agree. All right. Let's move right along, and we are going to talk about Saquon Barkley. Um, kind of a hamstring issue. He should be good to go week one, but we know these hamstring issues. Um, is it something to be worried about? Uh, I would say no. And normally hamstring injuries for a running back worry me. Um, they're probably one of my bigger concerns because the amount of time to get back from a hamstring injury can vary so wildly. But he's already back. You're already going to be. They've already said he's going to be good to go for week one. Um, I think if week one was this Sunday, he'd be out there. So, yeah. and you've still he's still got plenty of time to get ready. So, not worried whatsoever about uh, about Barkley. He is a yeah. sinkhole. We've seen four attempts from, although they were they were pretty couple of good de- decent runs there. Only four attempts this preseason. Yeah, he looks good though. Key. Yep. First, John, you first agree? attempt looks good. Steve agrees. Yeah, Steve. Steve <laughs> I would, yeah, agree. I would say I would say sinkhole. I mean, yeah, hamstring injuries can linger, but people who are well conditioned, which Saquon Barkley is, I mean, hamstring injuries are preventable. So I, I don't see that really lingering for him at all. Okay, uh, Jerick McKinnon, he's battling a calf. Uh, I guess you I guess you call it a calf injury, but he's back doing individual drills. Uh, there's no real concern here. 
or are we all agreeing that uh, as far as injuries, not not outlook, but just as far as injuries, we're all agreeing this is this is a sinkhole. Uh, yeah, I would say so. The injury itself is a sinkhole, but his ability to hold up to a full workload. Um, and I like yeah. Jarek McKinnon. I think his floor, his floor is probably sixty catches, but he's right. got to stay healthy for that. And yep. this one injury. Sure, it's a one, but it does it puts my overall concern on alert. It puts yeah. it makes me worry because my only thing with McKinnon is his draft stock. You're basically drafting him at a peak. You're you're, you're drafting him at what he basically the price that he could be, and so that's fine. I think he will be that should he stay healthy. Now he's already been injured in the preseason, and now it worries me a little bit. At the end of the oh. year, if he plays all 16 games, I think he is a low-end RB1 or high-end RB2. That's awesome. But he has to play 16 games. He's not going to. That's the worry. I'm telling you. That's are, my worry. I think taking... he will, but I'm I'm like 50-50 about it now. He's the kind of guy that goes no. down on first contact, and a lot of guys that go down on first contact like that are more susceptible to injury than guys that don't. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the reason I am so low on Jerick McKinnon is because of the injury risk, just because he's smaller, and if people are expecting a huge workload out of him, that's not a good combination. And then later on in the season, he's going to go down and play 12 games, and I'm going to say, see, I told you, and people are like, you can't predict injury, da, da, da. and it's like, that's why you don't draft him very high, because he's going to play less than 12 and a half games this year. So, just my two cents. Let's move on to Sony Michelle. Um, we all know he had the knee drain. Uh, he had some in, uh, injury issues in college. Uh, he's not, uh, or he is, uh, he has returned to practice, excuse me. Yes. Sony Michelle. He's a guy. Injury, in, injury concern alone. Injury concern alone. I'm not sure why people were so worried about this knee. This is something that happens to a lot of guys. Guys get their knees drained, things swell up. Like that's a very common issue for running backs. Um, and the whole thing when this happened was he'll be back in ten days, and he was. Like he's back at practice. He should be fine for the season opener. I don't think they're gonna just let him loose and let him run all over the place game one. But I do like Sonny Michelle quite a bit. This injury itself, just looking at it itself. Maybe like a two. Like I'm not overly concerned about it, um, but it is something to keep an eye on because this is the type of thing that could come back, crop back up in the season and make him maybe miss a game again. You know, down the road. Right um, now, and just looking at his injury history over the last couple of years, I won't even go into his high school uh, sophomore year where he actually uh, tore his ACL. Um, let's just go back to say 2016 where he had a forearm fracture, um, he had a grade one ankle sprain, then he had a knee sprain, a knee strain in, uh, in late 2017, and then he the knee strain grade one again uh, less than a year later. So as far as injury concern is, I, he, he's a beat-up player. And he's he's had a lot of miles on, on See, his body. So. I don't know, that knee, it's I mean, for me, it, it's pretty low on that scale. I'd say, you know... Sinkhole, blizzard, somewhere in there. And the reason, you know, and the biggest reason why I look at that is, you know, in that offense, you know, Dale, I think you even mentioned it in the last recording you guys did is that it, it's a scheme, it's how players fit. And guys that have had a history of injury, I mean, most recently, Danny Amendola, the, the years that he had there, uh, he was able to, to fill a pretty good role after being riddled with injuries uh, early on, trying to be that guy in an offense. And he went there and kind of resurrected his career a little bit. So Michelle is going to be mixed in with the backfield. They're probably going to use him a little bit more because they spent such high uh, draft capital on him. But he's not going to get used as a workhorse, which he wasn't in Georgia, clearly. So, I mean, as far as the injury goes, I, I think it's, I, I think all around he'll be fine. Now, I, I look, we kind of talked about this, and I am – Look, I'll be the first to admit, I'm kind of flip-flopping on Michelle um, because Christian made a pretty good case for him. <laughs> and when Christian, like, beats something with a hammer, like, I start believing it a little bit more and more, and he's not giving up I on mean, this. I've, so done it a, starting... I've done this a few times. <laughs> like, when I've planted a flag on a player like this, it's it typically works out, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it takes well, a little time. 
you, you know, know, like Marvin so my, Jones did, but eventually it worked out. My first ish, my first concern with Michelle, and again, I know I'm flip flopping, so you guys right? can I get it. me. No, like, no, no. I'm, I'm just talking about how how the Patriots use them, how the Patriots use running backs. Like I get it, but you know, Belichick uses what he has effectively. Maybe he hasn't had a Sony Michelle talent, and and is Michelle good enough to be used? in a different way than the other running backs have been. Maybe James White or Rex Burkhead or Mike Gillisley, maybe they weren't that type of player. Maybe Belichick thought that Gillisley was the guy until um, until he wasn't. But what happens if Sony Michelle comes in here and Bill Belichick's like, okay, I know what I have here. I have a three-down back, and I'm going to use him as that. Um, what's what's that chance? I mean, is historically that's not true, but say he does have a three-down back. Is he gonna, if, if, if that's who Michelle is, I bet – one of the greatest coaches of all time we'll find out he won't be and but the yeah, thing is the odds that he's the goal line back i think are increasing and he has the ability to catch so last year Dion lewis 15th amongst uh running backs ppr i think you can you can foresee some of those catches going to him okay. although they will probably also go to guys like white and burkhead whenever burkhead comes back and we'll talk about him in just a second but two years ago let's not forget the garrett blunt 18 rushing touchdowns like that's also a possibility like I think he has a very good shot of being able to do a little bit of everything get some of those catches some of those rushing touchdowns and the production by the end of the year be a very solid RB2 and you're getting him way cheaper than that and people are, are concerned about him the Patriots offense the injury history but I don't think they realize how good the upside is the talent plus the offense, and I think the opportunity will actually be there for the Patriots offense for once. See, I think okay. he's going to fall into that Deion Lewis role. And Deion Lewis, what a lot of people don't realize, is that for New England last year, for over 90% of the snaps on first and second down, he was that guy on the field. So to your yeah. point, Brito, he's going he's gonna to see the opportunities. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, awesome. So let's talk about the next guy here because I think this is going to bring this whole backfield full circle, Dale. Okay. Uh, Rex Burkhead. Yeah, that's uh, just what you're, you're just going to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> He's not practicing with a bad knee. Um, yeah, don't really have a lot of information this, on Rex this is Burkhead. What they actually, said about so. Burkhead, right? Quote yeah. unquote, slight tear in his knee. Yeah, sure. All right, so. Everybody's just kind of assuming Burkhead's going to be back with a slight tear in his knee. That's, I mean, for me, what that typically means, and they're not disclosing exactly, what that typically means is he's got some sort of grade two sprain. Because a grade two sprain is usually a slight tear, um, uh, and it's probably his MCL or something similar. Now, I don't know why they haven't had to specify this, but looking back at Burkhead's own injury history 2014 he had a very similar injury a grade 2 MCL sprain that was suffered in week 2 of the preseason and then he didn't come back in to play a game until week 6 okay interesting last yeah. year he had a sprain in his patella and he didn't and this was in the regular season he didn't return until the AFC championship game Rex Burkhead's going to miss time, and nobody's talking about that. People are talking about, oh, you know, I want a part of Rex Burkhead. And oh, he was, he's was he been a very popular kind of sleeper, middle to late round guy for a lot of people, climbing up people's draft boards like nobody's business. I want no part of Rex Burkhead right now. So you're saying he's, I, he's from, like an earthquake? He's like, in terms of his injury, it's like a flood probably, a seven or so. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna miss time, guaranteed. All right, all right. Let's go. Uh, somebody, Nobody, you know. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's good. Good job. <laughs> good analysis. <laughs> Chris Thompson. He broke his leg last year. He looks like he should be back. Uh, I don't. I haven't heard any setbacks with Chris Thompson. Uh, had a long time to recover. What are uh, the disaster worry scale for me? I'll go ahead and start. I'll say, um, I'll say, uh, uh, sub You'll say sub three. 
I'll say a three. It's yeah. a volcano. That's a I mean, it's, it's it's enough to be on your radar and enough to drop him a few spots in your ranks just because we're not 100% sure. Um, but he should be okay, so it's nothing more than a volcano. Folks. It's probably just so. more conditioning than the actual injury itself. You know, is he sure. back to game shape, and how long is that going to take? I think it's more of that because the the medical staff there has said, you know, he should be fine. He's good to go. But from what we've seen, he doesn't look like his, and, and his same self, and it just could be game shape. Yep. Yeah. I mean, once a bone heals, the bone heals. Like, it's this is not soft tissue. This is a bone. So I, I don't see why he came out himself and said that he's not going to be himself. I don't see why people are that worried. It's all about just getting back in shape. That's like you said. Now, there are other injuries that could happen if you're out of shape, right? You know, like all I did was cough this weekend and I pulled my back. So, um, you know, that's, that's a, a sign of being induced man. by what that, that was maybe induced by other things. Right. But what I'm saying is like, clearly that's <laughs> happening because I'm out of shape, right? Nothing to do with the cocaine, but, um, <laughs> is that a joke I can make? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. We're we'll independent. Just we can say what it's not getting cut out now. Yeah. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> Anyways, I don't, I don't do cocaine. <laughs> regularly <laughs> um no yeah we sh- i don't i just want to clarify it that's just a joke i'm not into <laughs> any hard drugs i don't know if you know, people who might listen to this just want to clarify yes. that it's just a joke it's only on tuesdays no 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 no, no. not on tuesdays <laughs> no drugs just okay. clarifying whatever you say wink wink right Exactly. So, um, <clears throat> where was I? Cocaine. Uh, Chris Thompson. Oh, yeah. He'll we're, be we're looking good at Chris Thompson. This is yeah. like a two or three. It's more okay. so about him getting in shape, like Stephen said, than, yeah, than the injury itself. This, the next piece of new, or the next player I'm going to talk about is kind of eye opening and um, has me drafting the number one on this team is Donta Foreman. Um, still down with the Achilles, and he, they said he won't be ready for week one. I, I'm liking Lamar Miller more and more, and he is dropping as like a flex player in most of my drafts, which is nuts. I really like Lamar Miller because of this news here. I don't know how much, I don't know how long Foreman's going to be out for, but we know for sure he won't be ready for week one. It's possible that you won't see him for the first half of the season. I mean, he did that late, late in the year, yeah. and I mean, that's an Achilles. That That's big to come back from. You know, I, yeah. he's, he's, up there you know i mean worry scale injury wise you know you can achilles will be fine once it's fully healed so i mean i guess it's just a matter of time you know the injury itself i would i would put him low on there it's just when he comes back give us a disaster we'll say blizzard just because he's not ready for week one i'll say that but okay you know he's a, he, this is this one kind of broke my heart because I think this guy would have he would have taken Lamar Maybe Miller's job last year had he not gone down yeah. with this injury. Possibly, but now Lamar Miller's going to ball yeah, out. Yeah, nobody's there to we challenge see. him. Yeah, right, right, right. And that offense moves very well with Deshaun Watson at the helm. Okay, let's talk about Rashad Penny. Like, uh, broken finger. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, broken finger slash what? F A T. Fat. He's fat. Yeah, he's gaining some weight. He's getting to Eddie Lacy stature. Oh, I I saw F A T. I thought it was like a medical like uh medical yeah, thing. medical thing. He's, he's for fat. Like <laughs> <laughs> I almost said F A T and pretended to know what that was. I didn't realize that he's fat. Um, but yeah, he uh, he might be ready for week one. Any concern here? I mean, if if you're drafting Penny. You're not expecting he's going later in drafts anyways. You're not expecting a ton from the get go from Penny. You know, being a rookie and getting a little bit of time to to get geared up for the season. So you're not expecting anything for a couple of weeks anyways. I would say for me this is a blizzard. Penny Penny's gonna be who he's gonna be regardless if he plays week one. Can't find a good synonym for F A T. Frontal Fantasy. Frontal areola. Frontal area tubbiness. Or that. 
something with taint, maybe. Mm. Yeah, Frontal front. amplified thickness. That's good. There you go. Bam. All right, let's go into the wide receivers now. We're getting kind of through this pretty good. It's a uh, you know we're we're enjoying ourselves. We're doing a good. Wow, you good sound so convincing. Before. Just like your argument for Adam Thielen. That was hilarious. <laughs> By the way, he got injured like I the was... very next day, which is hilarious. Yeah. We'll talk yeah, about yeah. that. Adam Thielen and then the Alex Collins. He looks good. Purple. That was good. Yeah. Move it on. You guys, look. Okay, I didn't bring it. I agree. I wasn't really feeling that day. But my, I still feel strongly about him. But you're right. I didn't bring it last po- last podcast. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry I cheated everybody out listening. But I will bring the fire. Um, bring the fire bring the right fire. now. Because right now you got to defend Adam Thielen because he's hurt. He's. I mean, he's hurt. But, I mean, he's a robot. So it doesn't matter. There's really no cause for concern to Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is a sinkhole. That's it. Big old sinkhole. Did you seriously say you're going to bring the fire and then do that? He's a sinkhole. That's all you need to know. I can hear the crickets outside. Actually, there are crickets. Steven, uh, you hear crickets, right? I don't even hear anything. It's just it's just cicadas. Cicadas outside right now in the south. I'm in North Carolina. Do you got? There's uh, that hook slowly coming in from the side of the stage. That's just gonna pull them. Look, Adam Thielen. Is that a Daffy Duck reference? (laughs) His his touch. (laughs) Is that what that was? Maybe it's possible. His touchdowns are going to go up. I mean, they have to with only a few touchdowns last year. His yards were there. I don't think you're going to see a big regression in his yards, although he was a monster and had some pretty good games to to boost that. But uh, Adam Thielen is is very dependable, and, and uh, there's no reason, no cause for concern about his injury or his play next year. I by by taking by taking Diggs over Thielen, you're throwing a dart. Like there's there's no really good argument to take Diggs over Thielen. Style of offense, talent of player. Or at least the argument could be made that Adam Thielen is better than all the other receivers on this Vikings offense. There's no cause for concern on his injuries, and we're looking at a sinkhole here. Can we move on? Uh, yes. Sure. I don't I love the guy as much as you do, but I agree. There's no cause for concern here. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk about Doug Baldwin. This one's I'm, this one's weird, man. Like this is the quietest injury in all the land. So tell him a little bit. All right. Well, Doug Baldwin, of course, uh, we know he hasn't been playing very much. He has a uh, uh, a knee issue, and they're saying it could linger throughout the rest of the year. So we just got to keep an eye on that. And that that's a little concerning because he's being drafted as a wide receiver one slash two. See, I would say this um, injury is kind of like a a wildfire. It could potentially spread right if it's going to potentially linger throughout the year which really would kind of suck because that offense is going to end up throwing the ball a lot this year I think and Baldwin would have been a monster for PPR potentially Um, but I know everybody's pretty high on Tyler Lockett uh, with this scenario but a lot of people forget that Jerron Brown is there and not that that's like a, a major thing or whatever but you know, he's a guy that, you know, could give you some wide receiver three flex play option, you know, over and might even play over Tyler Lockett a little bit. I mean, Jimmy Graham gone, Paul Richardson gone, you know, there's over 100 targets between those two. You know, we've seen a guy like Nick Vanette capturing some red zone targets this preseason. So there's two names right there with as much as this offense is going to pass. Those are guys you might want to look at depending on how this plays out with Doug Baldwin. Dude, I'm looking at Baldwin's durability. Even when he gets hurt, he doesn't miss time. It's it's impressive. So going all the way, all his injury history, he's never missed more than just the next game, and that's it. And that's counting concussions, um, grade two strains, shoulder injury, ankle injury. Like he never misses time, even when he gets hurt. He right. he's very durable and plays through. He's uh, he's also thirty years old now too. Yeah. Brady Henderson, Brady Henderson of ESPN reported that Doug Baldwin has returned to practice as of August twenty eighth. Right. 
um, after missing about a month with a knee injury. Yep. While he's, he's expected to be ready for week one, he said the issue is something that he'll have to continue to manage. What percentage, like what percent normal Doug Baldwin will he be at the first few games? Because I think it's well, just going to be something you that let me, you hope he's going to be 100%. I'll tell you. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I'll let you finish. Yeah. yeah thank just you. like in Vegas. Uh, he's, Doug Baldwin Doug Baldwin said, and I quote, I haven't felt 100% since I was born, Baldwin said Tuesday. Oh, I'm probably about 80 to 85% right now. And the truth is that it won't be 100%. It's something that i got to deal with for the rest of the season. So there you go. I could have summed up everything you said if you didn't interrupt me. Thanks, too. You're welcome. So Doug Baldwin is somewhere around a wildfire. I'm really concerned you're not going to cut the part from earlier, by the way. And I'm going to say this live on air so that you could do it. <laughs> All right. You're not going to do so, it, are you? I'm going to seem like a drug addict. And a it depends. You, you interrupt me one more time, I'm going to leave it racist. in. All right. So let's talk about Allen Robinson here. ACL injury last year. He looks to be ready, all geared up. He's fine. Up, it's a zero. It's a ready one. for week one. Let's move on. Yeah. Sinkhole. Sinkhole. Allen Robinson is sinkhole. Alshon Jeffrey is definitely not a sinkhole. Definitely not a sinkhole. Not That's where I wanted means. to move on to. Uh, rotator cuff uh, injury on Alshon Jeffrey. They said he's going to miss, miss at least the first two games. Um, it could could even linger more than that. What does this do to his draft stock? Yeah, I think his draft. I don't know. His draft stock's going to go down a little bit. Yeah, I, but the, the thing though, too, looking at this is the fact that he played through this last year too. So if he's going to be missing the first two games and he's had all off season and everything like that, it, it makes you wonder how bad it really was and how bad it still is. You know, his draft stock might slide down a little bit, and I would probably put this around that tornado, tornado avalanche, probably between there. You know, yeah, it's like a five or six. It's it's really hard to say because again, he did play through this all the way through the Super Bowl last year, and played he well. He'll be back. He just needs a little more time, um, and then he'll be he'll be playing through some pain uh, with this injury. So he will be back. I'd say he's probably going to miss the first couple games of the season. He'll be back then. And then he won't be a hundred percent for probably another, you know, six weeks. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, Devonte Parker has a broken finger, and he has not been cleared to catch the ball yet. Um, whatever draft stock Devonte Parker did, if you were hyping him up in the preseason like you do every single year, um, that maybe uh, maybe affected you more than those that don't believe in him in at all anyways what is your worry scale meter what what kind of disaster scale is Devonte parker on well if you combine the injury with his history and the fact that he's uh soft it's pretty high this guy is he's approaching like earthquake territory even though he has a minor injury right like he has a broken finger and I'm worried he's going to miss a, like a significant amount of time because he's still not clear to catch. He does not play through injury. We've seen this every single year with Devontae Parker. And at this point, not only am I concerned about his injury, but I, I'm just totally out on the guy. Yeah. Can he still? The talent is there, but he sucks as a, yeah. as a guy that can play at the NFL level because he can't stay on the field, even with minor injuries. Yeah. Now, Steven has been talking about Kenny Stills for probably as as soon as we started covering preseason football. Uh, Steven was talking about Kenny Stills. I do think, uh, you know, Stills is becoming more and more part of the conversation because of Steven talking about him so much. <laughs> um, and, and the fantasy circles that I run in, uh, Stills yeah. is mentioned very often with his Devonta Parker injury. Um, I do think Stills is in the conversation even more. So... The person that should be the biggest conversational piece um, in the Miami Dolphins offense besides the running back is the slot receiver. And the interesting thing about that is 
more and more am I hearing that Kenny Stills is going to play a lot of time in the slot. Originally, so what are they going to do with Albert Wilson? Originally, I thought that was going to be Albert Wilson's role, but they keep lining him up outside. So, and I'm not a Danny, Danny Amendola guy at all. Not a fan. Yeah. So, I think Kenny Stills might be a steal, honestly. If if he really does line up in the slot, because he can do both. He can go deep, and, and he can get some of those third-down catches that we've seen Jarvis Landry build a career out of. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be the 100-catch Jarvis Landry of last year, but I think there's definitely going to be some value in a guy that could do both of those things. So can we call him Kenny Steele? I like it. Uh, Coin it. Thanks. Got it's it. Okay. Steve, Steven, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I already, it's already two to two to one anyways. So I don't care. Yeah, but um, I mean, I don't think you count. <laughs> <laughs> Notice right. he didn't direct. He didn't specifically direct that in either direction, so that could be towards me as well. Yeah, no, it was towards Dale. Well, hundred percent. All right, let's move on to Cam Meredith. Last year, tore his ACL and MCL. He still doesn't look hundred percent. Not being used very much, but we are expecting ex- some production from him, right? This year, are, are we worried, or is it even you somebody were. to even be worried about? I'm not worried about his injury. Um, yeah, I would put him pretty low on the, on the scale just because, I mean, I would say maybe around like a volcano. And the only reason why I say that is because I think they can kind of, with what they have at that offense, they can mask him for a little while. Because I think he's somebody that could do really well uh, opposite of Michael Thomas and then having Kamara out of the backfield there being big parts of that receiving game. So I think until he gets, you know, 100% really wraps his head around that offense, I mean, he he looks good in Chicago. So again, I think that's something they can mask until he's set up and could do pretty well there. Sure. Okay. I'm a little worried, especially how worried. Tell us how worried he, I mean, he, he missed significant time last year and now I'm worried okay. it's still going on. Like how on worried a, though on a, if, on a scale, if we were to have a scale, like on a if, one to if we 10 scale <laughs> or earthquake to tsunami. If it was from a sinkhole to a tsunami, because the earthquake to a tsunami is putting it from 8 to 10. So you're going to give me that range, probably say, you know, the lower end of that. But I'd say like a tornado, man. He's going to miss time, and I w- he wasn't my boy to begin with, so. Okay. All right. Uh, before we start tight ends, uh, I do want to just plug one more thing uh, before we go. Well, probably a couple more things, but one thing in particular is our FanDuel um, our FanDuel contest that we're holding, we're kind of co co producing this with our uh, DFS and Dynasty pod. Stephen, what do you know about the FanDuel uh, contest? What's going on with it, and how can people join? So, you just go to FanDuel.com uh, backslash ESF. Uh, it, Two dollar contest, but the good thing is when you sign up for five bucks, you get twenty dollars for free from FanDuel. So. This this will be going on every week, and your weekly winners, you you win, you win fifty bucks, a pop socket, an Eat Sleep Fantasy pop socket, and an Eat Sleep Fantasy T-shirt. Christian, that's got to make you happy because that's just giving more shit away. But anyways, hey man, <laughs> if they're doing it, if if you guys are actually going to join us for this contest, actually making deposits, um, and do these have to be uh. I mean, I'll I'll uh, say this live on air because I guess we could do whatever the hell we want with these reads, um, since it's I, I, these have to be new Just accounts, right? <laughs> it doesn't have to be. Um, anybody Preferably. can join, but if you have a new account or say you already signed up for an account and you want to support the show, you can actually use like your wife or your girlfriend's phone Preferably. to sign up for a family yeah. account, or just a new yeah. email. Yeah, exactly. Let's okay. First of all, let's not pretend like everyone here only has one email. I'm gonna put up a poll, okay? Because everyone here has more than one email. First of all, 100 percent. You've got 100%. your you've got your work email. You've got that old student email that you still get shit to. Uh, you've got that one email that you created for spam, but then you ended up using. And then you've got the email that you you know have for like your shady shit. So you have at least four emails, guys. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, that one. You have that one email that you use at the mall when they're giving away a jet ski. 
and you have to write your email down. You have one of those. Yeah. And then you forget to check it, and then you won the jet ski, but it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. All right. Um, yeah, so go to fanduel.com slash ESF. Same email I give out in Vegas. <laughs> fanduel.com slash ESF if you want to join in on the action. It's going to be fun. We're holding a ton of contests. Um, we did hold, like, uh, so anyway, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, but we, we're holding con- – we're giving stuff away constantly. This entire preseason, we've given away way too much. And, uh, yeah. So anyways. We have given away, I'm not exaggerating, thousands of dollars worth of stuff this preseason. Yes, we have. But that's but that's that's, a, that's, that's what we do here at Easley Fantasy. Man. That's we just give not an away. exaggeration. Between helmets and autographed footballs and shirts and pop sockets, at Dallas, I'm sorry, at Vegas, we give away all the shirts we had. Well, the re- well, we had to order more because our draft kit, uh, the people who bought a draft kit and above get free t-shirts and we didn't even have enough t-shirts for them and uh you know we gave some away in vegas and it yeah. was just uh we owe stuff people around. stuff so yes back uh, it's if you yeah, if you are expecting order. stuff because you are signed up for yeah silver package or hang above, tight. just hang, hang tight. tight you're gonna get your stuff eventually, yeah, promise. eventually. don't yeah. feel bad the word i, I would I, use is eventually i didn't even get mine yet <laughs> so that's not good I, I'm, I'm giving mine up for you guys out there <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's finish off with tight ends. There's three tight ends here: Evan Ingram, George Kittle, George Kittle, and Delaney Walker. Um, out of these three guys, let's just start start with the highest rated on the disaster worry scale. Evan Ingram got a concussion, but he should be ready for week one. George Kittle has a shoulder injury, but he's already returned to practice. Delaney Walker has a toe issue, and they said he should be ready by week one. Are you more worried uh, about one than the others? Not really. I mean, maybe maybe Kittle Walker. with the shoulders, but I I don't have any huge concerns with either one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say Walker and Kittle are ones, and I mean, I'm sorry, um, Ingram and Kittle are ones, and Walker is a two. Like, there's a small chance, you know, he's getting up there in age. It's not a... Sure. It's not a. It's a type of injury that can linger with a toe. Like I don't like those lower body injuries with older guys. Um, but I think all of these guys will be ready by week one. Uh, my, more, I'm just a little concerned about Walker being 100. percent But then again, like he's just there to be a big body in the middle of the field. Like he doesn't need to be sprinting, you know, 100 miles an hour down the middle of the field. That's not what he does. So I'm still shocked um, they gave him that contract extension. Yeah, um, so he's getting up there. That's my only worry, you know, that maybe he's not 100% for the first couple games, but he'll be out there. Everybody, all, all three of these guys will be out there week one. Right. Delaney Walker is 34 years old. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, he's getting up there. He is almost Frank Gore. Yeah. Nobody That's is crazy. Frank Gore. Frank Gore is your hero, Christian. Just come to terms with it. Um, so just a couple of quick housekeeping issues and you guys will want to stick around for this. Cause I got some important, I will say to make. Frank Gore, um, is doing a lot of good stuff in the Dolphins locker room. First nice thing I've said about him. It is. I'm happy to hear this. This pleases me. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, if we're ever looking for an NFL success story, I think, uh, I think the number one, like automatic bid is Frank Gore from, you know, from where he was at to where he got. What are you trying to say? I can't say. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <sighs> okay, are we done with the episode so I can say? <laughs> so Frank Gore was labeled like educable, mentally retarded. Why is that bad to say if that's how it's facts? It's not. And you're not saying opinion. Didn't he, doesn't he own guy, the worst Wonderlick? Yeah. And you're going from that, a guy that. Um, you know, was in college third on the running back depth chart um, behind, yeah. you know, two great guys um, in Portis and McGahee. And, like, a guy that you didn't know would, would actually be able to make it to one of the longest-standing running back careers in the NFL. Like, that's that's a success story. A guy yeah. that showed how tough he could work. Yeah. Yep. That's, yep. that's kind of how uh, Peyton Barber is. He's he actually has learning disabilities. Well, the the only the only letters you need to know are X's and O's. Am I yeah. right? 
All right. Um, so before we uh, before we get off really quick, if you get our emails, you know this already, but we are giving away a Le'Veon Bell autographed football. The, the, the giveaways continue, guys. Um, autographed Le'Veon Bell football. It's actually a Steelers football, like a white Steelers football autographed in black ink. It's cool. So uh, you got to follow our social media, and when we post it, you got to do what we say. Most of the time, it's just sharing and retweeting and whatever else you got to do uh, to get our attention and uh, and win it. Like, there's not that many people that do these contests, so you have a pretty good shot. And last, I I think for the uh, Kareem Hunt autograph helmet, there was maybe I don't know 500 people that entered. So you have a pretty good shot. It's it's not it's not that hard to win. So just make sure you're following us on social media and check that out. Mm. Um, also, uh, and that's all More thanks giveaways. to through our well, it's uh, thanks to our partners at auctionofchampions.com. So now make sure you check Dale's them out. addiction to giving things away has spread into sponsors. Yeah, <laughs> sponsors giving stuff away. Yeah, exactly. Well, when a sponsor says, "Hey, I'll you pay couldn't, you, to you couldn't keep say, up your no, habit no, 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 anymore." Keep your money. <laughs> like you, you're like basically, you know, begging yeah. for things to give away. Yeah, exactly. Which is cool. I mean, you love our audience. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't on forget. On the other if, hand, uh, if our audience would love to go spend some money on us so that we don't crash and burn and no longer have a podcast anymore, easilyfantasy.com. Go ahead and click the subscribe button there uh, and look for subscriptions. Click on, you know, those draft kits and stuff and different things that you can get throughout the season. Yeah, when you go there, just yep. in, entirely ignore John Chapman's fantasy finishes. It's that beautiful It's smaller. It's right smaller now. There. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. smaller now. <laughs> also, we, I mean, in, in addition to the normal, in addition to the normal stuff that we have, uh, we have the Platinum sponsor, uh, Platinum uh, Package, which includes a private podcast for your league. It's 120 bucks. So, if you have a 12 team league, get everybody to chip in 10 bucks and we do a private podcast breaking down your draft. It'll either have me, Brito, or maybe both of us, maybe a couple writers. Um, we're going to kind of switch it up depending on who it is and do a full produced private podcast for you. So that's that's pretty cool stuff. And uh, and, and we DFS also have lineups. DFS lineups. That's what I was getting to. Um, our guys, uh, the DFS and Dynasty podcast, they dedicate their life to DFS lineups. And uh, they're going to bring fire this season. I trust them more than any other source. I've been looking at fantasy football stuff and reading articles and stuff, and I trust these guys more than anything I've seen on the internet. Uh, they know their stuff. They have success in the in, uh, you know playing DFS. They play the lineups themselves, so they're just not selling it. But it's really it starts off like at five bucks a week. So if you have a chance to win five dollars, basically you break even. And then you can win a whole bunch of money on top of that. So I'd highly suggest either doing like a weekly lineup or you could purchase an entire year and get their lineups and emails and stuff uh, for the entire year. And that's so that whole season worth goes it. all the way through the Super Bowl, everybody. So, yep. Damn. Yep. I, I was I, in, the, in the previous seasons, I was hesitant, hesitant because I play DFS. Well, I, I don't pay for that really deep into it. Um, but uh, now that John, Austin, and Steven uh, are part of this, I trust them more than anybody in in the industry, really. So, so y'all doing uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, and Thrive? Damn. Yep. Yep. That's pretty dope. All right. I think that sums up our episode tomorrow. Stay tuned. We're going to have Ross Tucker on our podcast tomorrow, breaking down some offensive lines, uh, to, to look for and to rank and all that good stuff. So, and he means uh, like uh, football, like, you know, the people that protect the quarterback and stuff like that. He doesn't mean like, you know, sentences that people can offensive. find offensive. Yeah. That's your specialty, Christian. That's my that's my job. Because if Ross Tucker is coming to our pod to steal my job, that's not happening. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, the should one we, who talks should, about Should we open up things. the podcast with Ross and saying, Ross, give us some off- offensive lines. No. Yes, and then him saying games. like, you know, half the Your things that I so fat. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. like a mom joke or something. Yeah, <laughs> just good. I think uh, let's just man. the, the oh, first man. thing we're gonna ask him like, you know, Ross, what's your like favorite mom joke? Yeah, and then he's just gonna yeah, be like talking offensive lines, Debbie. Yeah, oh no, I shouldn't have said that. that just come good. up with various questions like that and say, hey. Those Steve. are offensive lines. <laughs> Steven, uh, where can people find you? On Twitter, uh, at SSPAC21, SSPAC21. You can 
Always find. What can it. we do to convince you? What can we do to convince you to change your handle? Can we just make it Steven ESF? That would be a lot easier. Ah oh, man, I guess I don't know. What, what can we do? What can we do? What do we need to do? We'll have to negotiate that. I mean, how many followers do you have? Ah, <laughs> uh, three, almost three sixty. Okay, let's get you to four hundred. If you get to four hundred, you change. Your oh, name. for the love of God! All right, let's okay. do it. All right, that's and it. then we're gonna have our we're gonna have our that's listeners vote on what your that's name. That's all it took to get you to change your name. I'm not gonna guarantee <laughs> that I'm gonna change it. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> you know, he said it on the pod. It's true. For Steven Speckertelli and Christian, the big poodle burrito, oh, God. my name is Dale. Thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow with Ross Tucker. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy.